And I don't know about you, but you've been in moments, I'd be willing to bet, where you just go, I thought everything was going great, and then this happened, and I looked at God, and I doubted what he was doing, and I was just angry. Maybe you doubted his existence. Maybe you doubted that he was a part of any type of plan. But the reality is that each and every one of us has doubts. You see, the doubts convince you and I that our story is finished. I didn't know how bad I wanted kids until I was told that we were no longer going to have a kid. And I was mad at God. And you've had moments where you are go you're going through that moment in time where you thought everything was great and then the, you know, the bottom dropped out, everything hit the fan, and you go, God, where are you? God, are, are you even real? God, do you even care about me? Because if you did, you wouldn't allow this to happen. You see, what I've learned decades later, and I love the way that Raymond Edmund puts it, says, never doubt in the dark what God told you in the light. You see, I had heard plenty of times that God would fulfill his promises, but then I thought that God's promise was to never let me hurt, and then I hurt. And maybe it's a failed marriage. Maybe it's just that you got a medical diagnosis and you are bitter and angry at God. Maybe you have a child who went off the rails and you thought, God, I thought if I just did everything right that they would be great and they'd do exactly what I'd say. And I can tell you, three kids in, the answer to that is no. You see, you have these moments where things don't go your way and then you wonder, God, where are you? But I do know now that all those promises that God had leading up to that moment, that even in the pain that God was going to fulfill them, but I wasn't remembering it all during that time. See, but there's some things that God shares with us in the middle of our plight, in the middle of our hurt, that we need to be reminded of. There's a few verses that I'd love to share with you. If you don't have a Bible, it'll be here on the screen. It starts in Romans chapter 5. It says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to, but to save the world through him. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that thief, that enemy, Satan himself, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus shares with us that he has come, that we may have life and have it to the full. See, I don't know where your doubts have led you in the moments where you've looked at the divine and you go, God, I trust you. And this isn't something that happens in the very beginnings in the infancy of faith. This happens all along the journey because you will watch champions of faith that will hit a wall and they will go, God, I'm tired, I'm hurt. God, where are you? This is something that the enemy tries to tempt us with time and time again. And so whether you are new to faith, you are skeptical, you're watching online, and someone invited you to be a part of this, and you're like, I'm not sure about this God guy, I get it, me too. 
There's moments where I've asked those very same questions, and I'm willing to bet that I will ask those questions in the future because the enemy will try to derail us. But I want to remind you of this. If you hear nothing else this morning, I pray that you hear this. That God is for you even when you doubt that he is real or reliable or running things. God, the God of all creation, he is absolutely moving in your life. Even if you're thinking, I don't think he's real, I don't think you're not going to derail him. There are plenty of people that have dismissed God, and God doesn't go, oh man, I really thought I had this together, but then you doubted me, and so I'm done. I don't know what to do after this. You cannot derail the movement of God, but you might think God's not real, and that's okay. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're watching. You might think, all right, God is not reliable. I have watched as I thought he promised me X and he delivered Y and I am angry. You thought you were going to have a child and you ended up losing one and watching your wife through tears. Or you might be like, yeah, I believe in God and I believe he's around, but, but I, I feel like I got this under control. I, I'm running things, not him. See, but there's this hope that's delivered that we have through Jesus. This hope reminds you and I that our story isn't over. Because when we doubt, when we hit hurdles and hardships and these aches and these difficulties, we go, oh, this is the end. This is all there is. God, you're, you've abandoned me. God is still very much a part in that hope that Jesus brings reminds us of that. But here's what doubt does. When we begin to doubt and we go, all right, God, I'm not quite sure, the doubt convinces you and I that somehow we have to get our life together and change before God will love us. All right, God, I got, I, maybe I've messed up. Maybe I've gone too far. Maybe I've done, I, I know what I need to do. I need to get my life together. And I always laugh at this. Because if you walk into any bookstore, one of the largest sections is self-help. And there is self-help for everything. And I always think, like, so the same self that screwed all that up is magically going to be the same self that gets you out of it. You can't, there's a, a movie, uh, and I can't remember the name of it, but the, the lead character, this guy's trying to get out from underneath stuff. He said, you can't help yourself because yourself sucks. And I'm like, not entirely wrong. That's pretty, it's pretty theologically sound. That, that we cannot help ourselves out of it because we're the ones that got us into it. It is only by God's grace, mercy, and the power of Jesus that we get out of these things. I love the way that Tullian Trevigian puts it. He says, legalism says God will love us if we change, but the gospel, the good news that Jesus came, died, and was resurrected so that we could have life and life to the full, that God will change us because he loves us. You don't have to get yourself right with God. You don't have to get all the stuff together together. 